Hey, what's going on? I'm sick. It's Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Saturday or uh, Friday. So just brain fogged. I have no idea what day it is. Wake me up when September ends, right, Billy Joe? We got two more days here. Uh, Friday, September 29th, 5, 6.30 in the afternoon. Jeez, I can't get anything right. My name's Quinn, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. And yeah, I am in, uh, in uh, Slamajama mode here with a head cold. No COVID, thankfully, but just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just how it goes, you know? I, try, I flew too close to the sun this past weekend, worked on Saturday, flew out to Minneapolis, was getting like four hours of sleep a night, three straight nights, long day Monday, and then woke up uh, middle of the night going into Tuesday night with the, the sore throat, and like, I know what this means. My, my colds are uh, utterly predictable, all too predictable. Speaking of uh, fun, fun words or phrases, I, wherewithal, I use that in a uh, email or a text today. I can't remember which one, but I don't know if you've ever typed that out before. Wherewithal, all one word, W-H-E-R-E-W-I-T-H-A-L-L, wherewithal. Pretty fun. The question, and I originally typed this and I backtracked it a little bit, is, could wherewithal have a, be pluralized? Wherewithals add an extra LS at the end. I don't know. That's what I tried to do at first, and uh, Microsoft Grammar or whatever gave me a slap on the wrist, a little red line. said, no way, buddy. But, uh, uh, yeah, this is a day four, right? Tuesday, sore throat. Wednesday, sore throat. Um, and then the, the, the snot and the congestion and the sinus stuff came on yesterday and then today is just a full-blown you know just wreaking havoc blown my nose about a million times it's been frustrating you know you're not supposed to blow your nose a ton and I'm not blowing it like the Cubs are I'm not blowing it uh, overly strong right I, I'm acutely aware of that with my bloody nose issues you don't want to push it too much but I just got there's snot's coming out okay it's either going to come out and go down into my mustache or it's going to go down the back of my throat and in many instances both will occur and so you're just kind of sitting there like well got to do something so it's it's a lot of uh blowing and then also just kind of hold like dabbing blowing and dabbing okay we got a little ginger ale going here and uh yeah just uh just a bummer you know my my uh if if the cold follows its typical course for me this is day 4 we'll have uh two to three more days like this after today which is a bummer cuz it's the weekend although i guess if hey if you're going to have a week long cold it's going to hit your weekend at some point so yeah this uh we got we got stuff to do too touring wedding venues picking up a rental car so it's uh it's tough you know tough tough sledding but we'll uh keep plodding along here we'll make it happen uh listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the beantown podcast number one we'll occasionally some language number two this podcast is objectively terrible and shout out to our, my friends in pakistan thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great islamic republic of pakistan hyderabad khyber pass Got some friends, in fact, like all of our friends, 
not just some friends. Like every friend I've ever met uh, on Rachel's side is in Europe currently, either Munich or I saw Copenhagen. I've seen a Spain. I've seen uh, an Austria, a Switzerland. Apparently, they all got together and then went uh, together as a group, which is awesome. Wondering where uh, where the invitation to the old Custer was. But uh, they're having a great time. The reason I bring that up, lots of good mountain, uh, Alps, Alpine uh, uh, views and Snapchats and Instagrams and uh, Facebook Messenger chats and stuff. And I, I suppose that's probably what uh, um, oh, we're going to sneeze. I've, I've sneezed like 20 times today. <sighs> that's probably what Pakistan looks like, right? But with, with fewer like girls that look like Heidi and goats. And, you know, chocolate. I feel like they probably don't have a lot of chocolate in Pakistan. That's a total guess. We got we to gotta pause just to blow the nose. That's how rough this podcast is. So this is not going to be a beater on the bush kind of podcast. We could get close to setting records for shortest podcasts uh, in Beantown history, of which we have lived through nearly 300 storied uh, chapters. Now, if you will, I have to go back and look. This is either 297 or 298. 300's coming up soon, and so we got to come up with something fun, something special to do. Maybe something 300-related. Gerard Butler, right? Is he the guy in 300? There's Troy, and there's 300. Troy is uh, uh, Orlando Bloom, and is it, uh, I don't know, Matt Damon, something like that? I, not, I don't even feel energized enough to look it up. But I will anyways, because I feel like I owe it to the Beanheads. Troy Cass. I'm I'm 99% sure it's got Orlando Bloom in it. Oh, it's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, Eric Banya, Diane Kruger. Diane Kruger and Sean Bean. This could have been uh this could have been the original National Treasure. They don't even need they don't even need uh, Nick Cage or Justin Bartha for this. Yeah, Brad Pitt, Eric Banya, Sean Bean, Orlando Bloom good stuff and then you've got 300 which i i look i've never seen either of these films the only thing i know about either one is in 300 the guy kicks the other guy into uh what is that like a well basically it's like the thing that batman gets trapped in in uh bane's like uh prison basically he's got to climb out uh and apparently the only person who could ever jump out of this freaking cave is uh is a is a is talia agul Right, what's her name? The French actress. I always forget her name. Um, but she she portrays Liam Neeson's kid in this film, and the only one who can make the jump out of the prison is this like ten year old girl, and it's filled with all these like badass, you know, twenty year old criminals. It's like okay, movie, I gotcha. But what is her name? Uh, Marion Cotillard, I think. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Butler. I'll call him Jerry. King Leonidas against the Persian god King Xerxes. That's pretty cool. Rodrigo Santoro. I don't really know anything about this guy. He was in Lost. That's always the fun thing about Lost. You'll see a person who is in Lost, or you'll see that their their acting credit is in Lost. I've watched Lost once all the way through, and I've never done like a rewatch or no desire to do that or anything. I probably watched it when I was in... A college, grad like late college, grad school, some somewhere around that time, and you'll see people 
you'll see their face on their Wikipedia or IMDb page. You'll see that they're in Lost, and you'll just be like, huh, no recollection of that person being in Lost. I think it's because I can basically remember, like, the main Islanders and then, like, five or six other people. But then if you go back and watch it, there's, like, a gazillion people. It's crazy. Uh, we're going to get to uh, trivia in a second here. There's no palindrome of the day today. It just doesn't feel right, you know, me being incapacitated and all. Uh, I did want to tell you about a fun little recipe I made, something that you might try at home maybe next time you go to the grocery store. So it was Monday. It was a long day, probably when I got sick. I woke up in Minneapolis. Vikings lost, embarrassed again. Shout out to uh, to everyone, my, my family, for coming out and, and hanging out that game, but in particular Jack Furness for waking up with me at 3.20 a.m. on Monday morning to take an Uber to Minneapolis because uh, my flight was like 5.15 and his was later. So he he's a real one, as they would say. Um, but then after, you know, full day at work, got to, you know, fly, take the train to the office, work, whatever, Got to eat, right? So go to Trader Joe's after. The Trader Joe's on diversity, right next to our old stomping ground where I used to live. And uh, it's always, I'll say this, I typically go to the one over on Lincoln um, when I just am going casually on the weekend. But if I ever get caught on a Monday night and I got to go right after work, the Lincoln one is still a better option, although it will be busy. But the problem is you just got to go further. You got to go past home and then double back, whereas... You do the diversity one, you catch the bus right, which I did this time. You know, it's 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 barely out of your way at all. But it tends to be rather uh, wild in there around 5.15 p.m. on a Monday. And this was no exception to the rule. I get in there, and there are just people everywhere. It looked like it was freaking Black Friday at Best Buy or something. I, from the moment you step in, you know, usually you got a little bit of time when you step in. You got some, like, festive gourds and flowers and baskets and stuff. And you're like, okay, I can at least take a deep breath, which I can't now because my nose is blocked. Uh, but Monday I could, uh, or I would have been able to on a normal day, but this was no normal day. The people, one thing, I mean, look, it's going to be tough to navigate, pain in the ass, whatever. But then... You go to the shelf. So I, I'm coming in. I, I found a recipe on the train, something super simple. I wasn't in the mood. I was super tired, but I knew I had to, you know, got to eat something, right? So just give me, like, some chicken, some pasta, you know, like penne or, or farfalle or anything fun like that. Um, the little corkscrew pasta or um, what's the, the spiral one, whatever that's called, rigoletto. I don't know. Pesto. And artichoke. And then I was planning to add bell peppers to that as well, just to give it a little bit more body. But that's what I wanted, right? So I get there and immediately go to the produce section, which is always a little risky at Trader Joe's, right? You never know exactly what they're going to have. There are some staples where it's like, yeah, you're definitely going to have onions and bell peppers and tomatoes and apples and, and bananas and stuff. But you get into some of those like second tier fruits and veggies. Like, I don't know if they're going to have Brussels sprouts. I don't know if they're going to have uh, baby spinach. They should. I've bought it there many times before, but it doesn't, you know, it's not a guarantee. And lo and behold, artichoke was on the chopping block. There was nothing there. 
So then I started panic because I was just I really got artichokes in my head or um, I said artichokes. Sorry, I meant asparagus. Asparagus is what I really wanted. You know, you get the nice long stalks. I just wanted to cut those up into like thirds. It's going to be nice. Um, you know, look, artichokes and pesto and pasta and chicken sounds delicious, right? You season that baby just right. A little butter in there. Ooh, that sounds delish. So I I don't have asparagus, and all of a sudden I'm panicking because I'm thinking, like, I got to find – I can't just make chicken, pasta, pesto, and bell peppers, like – it's just going to be lame. I wanted the art, uh, the asparagus. I keep mixing up asparagus and artichoke. Shows you how well my brain is functioning today. So then I panicked. I We don't got to go through every single detail, but essentially here's what I ended up with, and here's a fun recipe that you could try at home that I really don't recommend, even though I had it for four nights and ate the whole thing because if you cook it, you got to eat it, right? So I got the, corkscrew, or, uh, the, the spirally pasta. But to keep it fun, I had a little bit of extra penne lying around the house at home, so I decided to throw some in there, too. You'd rather have too much pasta than not enough, right? We got the chicken. The chicken wasn't a problem. Chicken was fine, although I tend to find in my recipes, it's probably something to do with the way I cook, but by the time you get to, like, night four of chicken just sitting in there, it's really just not as good. I think that's partially just how cooking works and partially, you know, me being a bad chef. But then uh, things really started to fall off the rails, so we got the bell peppers. wasn't a problem. Oh, the other thing in this recipe that was supposed to be in there were um, diced or halved, uh, like, cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes, whatever. We got that. That wasn't a problem, although I found I, I, it was one of those things where they just kind of disappeared in the recipe, and I found myself every night heating up my my dinner this last week being like, where are my cherry tomatoes? They seem to have uh, absconded. Um, and then it was just, you know, it was like, the asparagus was what I was looking forward to the most. So I was like, what can I do to replace the asparagus? And guys, I'm not proud of this, but bear in mind there are just like a gazillion people in there, every aisle. There's no reprieve, no room to to maneuver. It's uh, it's L.A. traffic on the 5 at, you know, 9 a.m. on a Monday. It's brutal. So I ended up getting corn which isn't totally against uh, the spirit of it, right? We had some some tomatoes and bell peppers, so corn is kind of a fresh thing. It usually could work well with a pesto. But then uh, just the lack of fresh produce really screwed me over because I ended up with uh, two frozen bags of vegetables, one stir-fry veggies, so we're talking like, <laughs> it sounds terrible, and it was terrible, um, like the mini corn cobs, um, the water chestnuts, right? It's a frozen bag of veggies, right? Uh, pea pods. Um, and just, you know, kind of the really long, stringy, like, bell peppers that just don't hold up well at all. And then the other one was uh, multicolored, tricolored cauliflower. There was, like, regular-looking cauliflower, like, whitish, purple. Excuse me. And then I guess, like, brown or something. I don't even know what the third color was. But anytime you you get a big spoonful, you got some pasta going on, and then you see that purple cauliflower, and you're always like, it doesn't necessarily taste bad. It just doesn't really work, you know? Not to mention the art of cooking all this stuff together when you're dealing with fresh things versus chicken versus pasta versus frozen veggies. It's uh, There was no uh, instruction step in the recipe to uh, mitigate this. And then to kick it, uh, to cap it all off, they didn't have just like, basic basil-based pesto. 
And so I, I didn't even realize that actually when I grabbed it, I just realized it like when I opened it up, this was not green pesto. It was like yellowish brown. I don't know what its base was. It was almost like an olive tapenade or something, T-A-P-E-N-A-D-E. I can't really explain it. It wasn't like, oh, this tastes bad. It's just when you when you got a hankering for asparagus and pesto, you want it to be light and fresh, and then you get some sort of olive concoction going on with your frozen cauliflower and water chestnuts and, you know, pasta and chicken. It's uh, The whole thing was just kind of strange. And then to cap this all off, you're wondering, like, how do I season this? Because this is not even, like, anymore in the same family as the original recipe. So you just kind of put your head down and do, like, salt, pepper, garlic, salt. And then I I found myself adding some butter in there because it's just kind (laughs) of, like, that would taste good, right? Butter tastes good with noodles uh, and water, chestnuts, and cherry tomatoes. In theory, it would, and I don't think the butter made it any worse. And then uh, first two nights just did that, and then by the end, I was throwing cheese on there at the top as well, melt some cheese on top. So there you go. There's your recipe inspiration for the week. Check You can check it out on beantownpodcast.com slash recipes. Uh, if you go there and you get a 404 message, it's probably you. It's not, you know, definitely not me. I definitely have that website. It's live, and it's spectacular. Let's shout out our friends here and then uh, trivia and then that's it. Um, I just feel and beat, guys. Um, thank you to the Samson Q2U series for helping us out, get to almost 300 episodes here uh, from Genesis to Exodus. And uh, you got Xerxes and, and Darius in 300, right? Uh, Hanging Gardens of Babylon, Daniel in the Lion's Den. That's all Persia, Prince of Persia, Jake Gyllenhaal, good stuff. Oh, don't get me started on the whole Taylor Swift, Jake Gyllenhaal stuff. I guess it's Travis Kelsey now. Uh, there's also Real Housewives of um, Salt Lake City, which is, uh, it, hey, well, you guys deserve an update. I'm pretty sure we didn't do one last week. But it's tough because uh, I can't even really remember what's going on because of my brain fog. They're in Palm Springs for a girl's trip. It's been really juicy. Let me just say this. If you just wanted a good, fun show to watch, um, you don't even need to know what happened in the previous three seasons of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You can just turn on season four and get going, and you can uh, bask in the post-Jen Shaw era. And you get Mary Cosby back, who had uh, disappeared for a season. So it's good stuff. Palm Springs was pretty wild. Drag, Xanax, um, puking in sprinter vans. It really had it all. Uh, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. Of course, uh, our good friends at Cuts by Q, when you need to fresh do something snappier or new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. Bowl cuts, bobs, weaves, uh, custom wigs. I could probably do that. I have to like, I don't know. I would need like 24 hours, I think, to go, you know, probably like would birds make their nests. They like collect twigs and hair and stuff. I probably need to do something like that. Um, I don't know, I guess just like patrol the streets and look for weaves, but you know, I, I feel like we could probably come up with something. If you do 48 or 24 hours, 48 would probably be safe. Um, and if it's like a Friday and you want it on Monday, like maybe, but try to do Thursday because I feel like weekends don't really count. So, um, yeah, call the experts at cuts by Q. We could hook you up probably. And of course, a good friends uh, just hung out with uh, these guys last uh, this last week. Home Pride, Oregon. 
uh, when you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you gotta you gotta take this seriously, guys. This is a multi-million dollar investment, especially with this housing market's going. Mortgage rates are crazy. You gotta protect your future with Home Pride Oregon. Call 541-400-0316 or go to homeprideoregon.com. Ask for Steve. Tell him Quinn sent you for a limited time special gift. I don't know, like a sticker, a button or something, a pat on the back. Uh, you could do that thing where you like, do you like Hertz Donuts? And they say, what's a Hertz Donut? And you punch them and you say, the Hertz Donut, right? So one of those probably, um, or something else, I don't know. Uh, Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. Okay, uh, as a reminder, you can always get in touch with us on the show here by emailing us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, B-E-A-N-T, podcast at yahoo.com. And shout out to a close, close friend of the show and probably almost certainly holds the record for most appearances on this program, Matthew Fiedler, uh, who's getting married in just uh, four short months here. Uh, just booked flights and uh, hotels and airport transfers and all that stuff uh, for the wedding. So it's going to be lit late January. Looking forward to it. International destination wedding. Never done that before. Um, today's trivia question has nothing to do with anything else we've talked about. It is the most out of the blue question you could have possibly imagined. And uh, I'm going to bring it to you after I pause and blow my nose. So this came up literally just like an hour ago when I was scrolling Reddit. And it was something interesting, and it's one of those things where... So it has to do with a common misconception in uh, history, more or less. And I think I'm probably a victim of this misconception, meaning I probably think the same way. But uh, the misconception, basically, is that Hadrian's Wall separated England and Scotland, uh, which, in reality, it separated the Roman Empire from Catalonia, which was overrun with Scots, but, you know, this was way before they had England and Scotland, right? So that's Hadrian's Wall, named after the Emperor Hadrian. My trivia question for you today is, how many miles long was Hadrian's Wall in all its, you know, original glory? So again, this basically ran, Hadrian's Wall ran, like, all the way from ocean to ocean across Great Britain. Um in northern England, but not separating England and Scotland. So how long in miles, don't give me any of that kilometer stuff, was Hadrian's Wall? Bonus points if you can tell me how many Roman miles it was, because Roman miles are measured differently than uh, are the miles we know today, which is kind of kind of funky. So there can be two answers. Um if you need more time, go ahead and pause. I don't really have any other context to give you other than just knowing that it spans kind of the length of uh, the width of uh, Great Britain. So there you go. Uh, the answer in modern miles is 73 modern miles, 117 kilometers. And if you're curious, in Roman miles, it's 80 Roman miles. So they were similar, but not quite the same. It looks like a Roman mile was about 1,620 yards and uh, a current mile is whatever, 5,280 divided by 3 is 1,760. So a difference of 140 yards. Basically a football field, including the end zones, and then a little bit extra. Uh, so there you go. You learned something today. Hadrian's Wall, basically as long as the Great Wall of China, just a little bit less. Um, full full apologies on, on my end. 
uh, just energy is not there. Humor is not there. Did my best. Hopefully we learned something today. No palindromes, but we'll be back in action next week in some capacity. I will be kind of all over the place. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Indiana. You never know where I'm going to end up next week, but uh, we'll get you a, a recording one way or another as we get close to episode 300 here. And then before you know it, it'll be our spooktacular celebration year six. I promise you a short episode, and I got nothing else for you. So, everyone, thank you for tuning in. I hope you are well. Uh, I hope you're feeling better than I am. Stay safe. Stay sane. I'll check in on you next time. Bye.